0: Hi <laughs> hi, welcome. I'm Doris. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, we don't have any newcomers tonight, right? No, okay, I just wanted to start with a couple of readings and then and then um, i'll we'll share on on I'll make I'll share on them and then we can all talk about them. Um, today's for today uh, first thing is is that um I couldn't find my four todays. I have two, and I couldn't find them. And I, you know how to make my life harder for myself. Like, why did I tuck them in? Where did I tuck them in? And then I found them, but only after I said to my sponsor, "I'm going to find those," <laughs> and I did. So I'm just saying, make sponsors are useful. Um, October 14th, right? Is that today? Okay. The road to compulsive overeating is built for comfort. It promises the satisfaction of every need and desire, and it stretches out invitingly from whatever spot on earth I may find myself. I'm on another path now, but I'm always aware of that old road. I can get back on it anytime, and as indeed some do. I do not choose to return to that road today. I may do it tomorrow, but just for today, this road I'm traveling in OA is exactly where I want to be. And for today, the OA path is not always smooth and comfortable, but it's leading me to freedom. And um, this, this next reading is actually just from the American Heritage Dictionary, and it's on the word compulsive. Um, first one, compulsion, the act of compelling, the state of being compelled, an irresistible impulse to act, regardless of the rationality of the motivation, an act or acts performed in response to such an impulse. And then compulsive, having the capacity to compel, like a frightening compulsive novel, a psychologically caused or conditioned by compulsion or obsession. Um, and I just, I, I wanted to read that because um, I think fundamentally that's why I come to a way is that I'm compulsive, not just about food, but I'm compulsive about a lot of things. And mostly what I've found, well, let me just fix my, let me just make sure I can see everybody. I wanna see everybody. Hold on. Um, all right, there we are. Um, I had an experience recently that reminded me about how compulsive I was before I came to OA. And, um, and then I had another experience where I could really see how much I had grown um, around this. And um, I was thinking about compulsion today because um, I'm also compulsive about work and I'm also compulsive about my, um, my husband. So I spend a lot of time thinking about how to fix him. I spend a lot of time thinking about how to make my place I work better. I'm a very driven person. And a lot of recovery has really helped me deal with my own mind, sometimes putting things away, putting things down, letting things take care of themselves, putting things like, okay, that's enough of that today, you know? Um, And just acknowledging that my mind goes into this, I don't want to say crazy place, but a compulsive place where I think I can solve something by thinking about it, knowing that it's irrational because these kinds of problems don't, like other people's lives, don't get solved, solved because I think about it. Um, so that's important for me to understand. And when it comes to food, um, I just wanted to share a couple of things that happened before I came into OA. Um, I've been in for over 20 years and I weighed about 190 when I came in and I weigh about 155 now. So it's not a huge amount, but it's a huge amount to me. And being able to have like a healthy body weight, sort of normal body weight is really important to me but more important to me is the sanity that comes from like having a meal time you know knowing what not to eat cuz it makes me sick <laughs> this kind of thing like not eating just cuz everybody else is eating if it's not my meal time like those boundaries bring me more sanity they don't make me thin they don't make me perfect and they don't make me not compulsive but if i follow those boundaries they bring me more serenity and that's what i really want is more a sense of spaciousness around life on life's terms and less like need to control the outcome of everything. Um, So what I was thinking about was uh, one of the, when I was asked when I came into OA and I was asked to write a food history, one of the hardest things to talk about, I know people here have probably heard me talk about it before. So maybe it seems like I've gotten over it, but I'm still kind of shocked about this episode. And so I thought I would just share it as an example of how terrible it is for me to be compulsive, how miserable I felt in the wake of my need to get more food in my mouth right now. Um, I, I don't like that feeling. So what I had done is um, I had joined an Optifast, which is like a weight way of managing your weight through the through the doctor's office. And it was with a group. And I was pretty successful. I was willing to follow the plan perfectly, you know, and then something about the food changed. Like we had to eat less of this and more of that. And then I remember what felt like a monster arrived in my body. This monster of like, I couldn't just not eat it, whatever it was. I couldn't, I, Doris, you don't eat that whole bag of scones. Well, I did apparently, <laughs> I ate it. I felt terrible. And I remember just being like, what's happening? Honest to goodness, I never experienced my compulsion. I have never experienced my compulsion in that horror show again. But I feel like I woke up during that experience to my own compulsion. And I don't want to feel that again. (laughs) I don't want to feel so desperate that I can't just have half of something or a hell of something, or, you know, I can't, I don't want to be in that place of believing that the food's going to solve the problems I'm going through. And it was terrible for me. And, um, I had a reminder about that recently. I was, I was in New York and I it was the first trip I'd been on since COVID. And I don't know about you guys, but COVID's a bitch. I have, I hate COVID. I hate these times. I hate, I hate, hate, hate it. So this is my first trip and I was really excited to go to New York to see our son. And we had a wonderful time, but, and I came back and I survived, didn't get COVID and life goes on. So that's good. Um, But I was aware of the family disease of compulsion in me. I spent time with my cousin who's obese and, and her, worries overweight and all the things that she told me when I was a kid like never wear horizontal stripes I wear them all the time but you're not supposed to if you're fat because it makes you look fat right there's these rules you're not supposed to this that the other thing she knew all the rules she'd been fat her whole life she played the double bass you know and she was so fat that she had to have her breasts reduced in order to hold it and and I just remember like how can a person who's a musician in New York City be so unhappy that they have to be that fat, like just confused about it, you know? And I'm just telling you honestly, like the family disease, the diabetes, the the in and out of delis, the, the compulsion towards these foods. And I'm in New York and I'm having one of these myself. I'm like, well, I can't leave unless I eat this thing. And they're not things I necessarily eat too much of, but it's just that experience of like, I got to go to this place and get this thing. And, um, you know, this place I wanted to go was closed. It was a high holiday. <laughs> and I, I, like, I took a picture in the window of, of the inside of this place. Oh God, I don't know if I can survive the next time I'm here. Cause I didn't get to eat this thing. Now, granted, part of that was like split pea soup. So it's not like <laughs> you know, a cake or anything, but it's still like a feeling that the food is a reward or the food is part of the story or the food is part of my identity, you know, and like, why would it be so important that I eat this food? Um, Partly it's because I'm human, because all human beings do that. Um, And I forgive myself for that. Uh, Another thing is it's delicious. So another thing. Um, But it's a really good thing that I have these boundaries around my food. Like, I know when mealtime is. I know what foods not to eat because they make me sick. And being in New York pushes that. It, it pushed that because inside of me was this desire to seek a solution for all the stress that I felt. You know, and I didn't want to feel stress. I was on vacation. But I felt a lot of stress. I feel like I felt the stress of the fact that my father's dead. Or the fact that I was there in my twenties and that relationship I was in broke up. We broke up, or all the failures I didn't, you know, the things I did or didn't do when I was in my twenties, when I was in New York, and, and all my fear about my son being there. You know, I had a lot of feelings about it. And as a person who's compulsive about food, all that stress, like it, it poked at me. And it, and this just reminds me that I'm not going to stop being a compulsive overeater like just because I abstain for a while and I maintain a normal body weight, things like New York City are gonna to call to me and tell me that the solution to my whole family history, which includes like, you know, this World War II and Eastern Europe and all this other stuff, you know, and it, all that's like, that food's gonna solve it. Food's gonna make it possible. And I remember when I lived there, I did that all the time. Like I was 20, 25, like my son, but I didn't have my own money. And I had a really, I was living off my parents and I had a really compulsive relationship with somebody I was really codependent about. And luckily I didn't have very much money. So I, you know, I didn't eat too much, but I could have eaten all day, every day just to deal with it, just to be like on the subway or worried what was going to happen or something to do or all the reasons that I could overeat. New York City provided all the like, you gotta do something to cope with this, you know? And um, I had ne- hadn't realized until this time, and I've been back many years since I lived there and failed and came back with my tail between my legs. I um, I never felt it so in such a distilled form of like a stress that was like, let's eat all the time. Oh, don't eat, eat, don't eat, eat, don't eat, you know? like. Why was it so loud and I was so glad to to come home because I don't experience that here Um, because I have whatever things I'm used to doing or it's just not my, I I don't know. But for me to go through this, it feels like it was another layer of self-acceptance. Like I probably always had this compulsive relationship towards my family around food and it's not going to go away. You know, I'm going to have this like worry over my cousin's health and then I'm going to somehow think I should eat about it. <laughs> and I, I'm going to feel alone with that. I'm going to, you know, I know part of the, the bargain, I suppose, about living in New York is sometimes people eat too much. That's what, that's the bargain. And like, I've made a lot of bargains in my life and um put up with a lot of things and i guess it's possible that like you could put something on the table that said well if you could if you were just going to eat uh, two-minute two. okay. um what i'm trying to say is that it's not worth it compulsive overeating is not worth it like if i could have whatever fantasy life that i think I could have, and all I'd have to do was to compulsively overeat, I wouldn't do it. It would be a kind of death that I would be like trying to kill myself, like eating to solve these enormous problems. It doesn't work. And um, I'm so grateful to have found you guys and to have a fellowship with other people who also don't buy the lie that acting on compulsion somehow helps with the feelings. Like it really to me, it really doesn't. And I I believe that there isn't a problem that overeating can't make worse. Um but I guess I guess what I'd say is I'm grateful to have the protection of the tools and the fellowship. And when Lewis asked me to speak tonight, I he asked me to speak last week and I couldn't. but I'm so, I'm so grateful to know that it's a good thing to show up when people ask you. Even though I was at work and I had to leave early and that's hard, I still was like, I was asked to speak. I'm so grateful to be in OA and I'm glad you're all here. So for me, I'll just say that I don't like Zoom, but I'm really glad you guys are all here. So, um, and I'm interested to know how, how compulsive are you? Or how is your compulsion going? Or what does that word mean for you? Or, you know, and how does it help to have a meal plan or to have, you know, like, is it three meals or three meals and a snack? What do you stick to it? How does it feel? Um, so I guess that's it. Thanks so much. Again, if you didn't hear anything useful from me, please keep coming back. There's so many great meetings and so many great people. And there's a, there's a couple in-person meetings Tuesday night and Thursday night in Piedmont. Um, We meet together. It's awesome. Love to see you there. Thanks.